Hemshech Hayim Beis. We're up to chapter 55. Nun Hey. Amud Tzadik Tes. Page 99. Middle of Discourse 14. Shreftim Erein Sof Er V'Shefa. We're talking about the distinction between two types of transmissions. The transmission we'll call energy or light. And the transmission which is called flow, shefa, hashpa, shefa. So it's the transmission of different types of uh, energy, basically, from one entity to another, which is going to explain the concept of air in general, as he began at the beginning of the discourse. He says, Lahav in Kolzeh. To understand everything we discussed about the faculties and desire, that there's two types of energies. One is all it is, its role is to reveal the essence. That's its, that's its uh, function. And the other one has a function, purpose. To reveal something to another, to the world. So he discussed the difference between desire, rotsen, and faculties in many different ways. The key differences is that in Makif, Seviv, there is a certain, um, it does not manifest in a container, whereas the imminent faculties, the inner faculties do. Number two, it radiates everywhere equally. And number three, Raise everywhere equally, and number three, takes some time. huh? Takes some time. Yeah, but I was specifically thinking about three differences that that um, were discussed that I found in the sources. Basically, uh, oh, and then it doesn't it it, 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 it raises everywhere equally, and it itself is indivisible. Those are three main things that I speak about in my modern from the Alter Rebbe, going through the Mittler Rebbe, the Rebbe Rashab, and some of and so on that he referred to. So now to understand that he's going to the level of air energy. So he's established that air is air ain't soft, the air itself is ain't safe. To understand that, he went into the distinction between air and shafa. That's the flow in the context here. So air and shafa began the chapter 53 and still continuing in 54. So to sum that up, he spoke about a whole different ways of understanding what shafa, what this flow is. And it's all going to come to explain this idea. As we'll see, there's so many similarities between the flow, shefa, and faculties that all refer to, obviously, the energy that is there to manifest. and has a purpose of relating to another. And therefore, it's committed and invested in that process. Whereas Eir, as we shall learn, is more detached and is more just an expression of the essence. So he began with shefa, and he began with shefa on page 95, he spoke about, first of all, physical shafa. You must be the flow of actually giving something to someone. Tzedakah. The flow of, of water. So all these are actual... As he said, moves from place to us. Then he moved over. And, and that, of course, causes achsar. If you recall by the faculties, he said, when the faculties, when the kalim, the containers are more refined, the flow is stronger. When the kalim are less refined, the flow is weaker. Whether it's an intelligence, whether it's in other 
faculties of human being. Your muscles are more developed, the more exercised, the flow of energy is stronger. Comes to ruts and desire, its manifestation does not, its impact on others does not impact it. So that's why it's so important to focus on Shefa, how it impacts the Mashpia. Because it's an actual flow of something. Then he moved from that, so there's actual Aksan, when water flows from one place to the other, there's less water in the source. And then he moved to the more ethereal definition of Hashpah. Not necessarily a physical Hashpah, but a, let's call it a, um, a, non, a, a, a substanceless one. Which means a more spiritual type of transmission, meaning, let's say, uh, what's spiritual? But I mean that, ethereal. So he used the Kreichas HaNefesh, Kreichas Rika became the operative example. Kreichas Rika, you invest your energy in the stone, in throwing the stone, which requires you to invest, you can't be doing something else. And the stone itself is also not, is being changed. Its, its state of being right now, instead of being a stationary stone, is now flying in the air. It doesn't come automatically. It is a, it's an involvement. So there's an involvement. And then, <coughs> comparatively speaking, Yeshmayin is similar to that, where there's a, there's a form of illival cause and effect that's not like that, where it's more automatic, so to speak. And here, there's more of an involvement. An investment and involvement. And here too, he says, and that's one of the wonders of Yashem Ayin, that the, the, it's completely dependent, the existence of the item is completely dependent on the source, and yet the source is concealed from it. Okay. Then he goes and moves upward and says, Zrika. But then there's more involvement. And that is when you apply yourself not just to throw a stone, but to draw something. Something that requires skill. Something of something of a craft. And here there's Yeshu Histopsis, as he puts it. There's more manifestation, meaning there's more involvement, more commitment. And, and, and the distinction is how refined or how coarse the, the, the object of what you're creating is. The more refined it is, the more involvement there has to be. Okay. Then in chapter 54, he said, we'll understand this even more through the Estapshas B'Keches HaRuchnim. So how much the mind applies itself, for example, when something has to be moved. So there, you have something, you need to have some intention, you need a plan, but it's not the same type of involvement. Whereas when you involve yourself to actually draw something, which requires a lot more um, um, effort, a lot more diligence, a lot more skill than just throwing something, there it's a deeper involvement. So we're seeing now in Shefa itself, in the flow itself, more and less. It means every bottom line is that there is a relationship between the transmitter and the recipient. And the relationship gets deeper as the, the as the what you're producing, the production is is, is as as it, the, uh, as it gets more uh, involved or more complex. Also, by throwing something, you can get used to become a routine. When you draw something, every time it requires an additional effort, again an effort. Then he goes and explains this how it's above. So he begs the Sefer Haboyer that God took his pieces and threw them. Zrika. From that he created earth. That's the Kreich So there's a manifestation in 
manifests in that. And then he goes on with the Gemara Nechikigid, that ten, ten things with which God created, with, with ten things God created the world. And said there's also a difference of how God manifests when he's uh, manifesting Chabad. So there's creatures, create, creatures in the world whose primary energy comes from Chabad. And according to this is their, the way they receive their energy. And then there are things that are from Chagas. Then he went on to explain, and the most example for this, the difference between someone commands someone to do something and when someone communicates through lo- words of love or words of seichel. And it's not comparative. Com- you can't compare. When you command someone, like he said before, Rotson, commands, orders, there, the, the, you're not as nitfis, you're not as bound to the faculties and the as you are when you're communicating love. When there's a relationship, there's always more involvement. That's the bottom line. Okay. The same thing is the way God invests as He creates, depending on through Chabad or through Chagas. That's intellect or emotions. All depending on, depending on the different... Types of creatures. So, though intelligence is still a reflection, it's not like conveying, it's not like a parent who provides a seed through which actually the mind of the child is created. Here we're talking about only, you're not, stu- teacher does not create the mind of the student. Nevertheless, it's also not just a light, like a light from the sunlight, it's an actual hashpa of. Seichel. Something there is being transmitted and something remains even after the teacher leaves and even after the teacher stops transmitting and even after the teacher leaves something remains now with the, with the student. Which is not the case when it comes to Oyer. And this of course impacts the teacher. So we're seeing also now the impact on the, on the, on the transmitter of the flow. As we know, that besides the fact that a student, through asking questions, sharpens the mind of the teacher, just the mere fact that you're transmitting is also uh, adds to the teacher. And while he's teaching, he cannot teach someone else. So we basically see how, how a whole bunch of series of elements in Shefa and the flow, there's involvement, there's an impact as a result of that in the transmitter, and while you're doing it, you're mutrid, you're involved in it and committed to it, you can't be doing something else. And then he went on to explain that Eitzah, that every part of you, not only the, the actual idea has to, be, has to be committed to, you have to find the Eitzah, the strategy, how to communicate to a student, different students, and, and explain the difference between a malamed barpoil and a malamed that's not a barpoil. Someone who just teaches and it's not tailored to the students, it's someone that's tailored and brings it into action. And as the student grows, you actually you, you, you adjust to that as well. And with that, he sums up the idea of Shefa with this example. The, Lefi, the last words of Lefi, because the purpose, the whole idea of this transmission, this flow, is to affect something in the recipient. The whole purpose that it should have a relationship. We're not talking about something that remains detached. Therefore, you need the tirde and the saskus, the involvement, the commitment, the immersion. 
that the that the flow should be commensurate and tailored to the recipient. So all this is Shafa. Now he's going to go back to Er. So we find basically three things, similar, I, I would believe, to the three things in uh, that we spoke earlier, but more than three things. Actually, we spoke more like ten things. Number one is that, is that first of all, something is being transmitted. There's some Metzius Dover. Number by Kreichus, something, there's Metzius. Ratzon, there's no Metzius. It's Ayin. All it is is desire of the soul, the leaning of the soul, the, the expression of the soul. Number two is that it's an, it's, not, it's, it's an equalizer when it comes to desire. Shafa is not an equalizer. Every student differently. Every situation is different. And number three, that it has an impact on the transmitter. Whereas in desire, it doesn't have an impact. Here there's an impact. And obviously the other differences as well, including the fact that... that um, uh, well, we'll go through that later when we start really getting back into our chart. Remember, I made the chart with Rotson and Keiches, with the faculties and desire. We can make the same chart here with Shafa. But I think first let's compare it, because he's going to compare how every element here that he spoke about Shafa is an investment. Now, we also spoke, why does he need Kaya Chazrika? This examples with Seichel teaching seemingly are more fitting, because he wanted to cover the entire spectrum of every type of flow possible. Zrika, throwing something, also has the element that brings more into the yesh. So we talk about the divine energy creating something, changing its status. So when you talk seichel, idea of a teacher teaching a student, you don't have so much a yesh in there. There's no involvement in really creating something new. Yes, it's a new idea, but you're not creating the child's mind, the student's mind, rather. It's not like the birth of a child. In Zrika, there's some type of change of status. So I think just every example just covers a different part of the picture. What else did we say? Why did we get the advantage of the, the example of... Um, but the Zerke also said, oh, you mean... Uh, okay. Anyway, also, point I just want to emphasize as a footnote, as an aside... It's critical. One of the most important things in learning chassidus is not, once you learn it, you want to be able to say it in a language that's not the original language. Like, for example, to say this is isaskus, or to say this is islapshus, or this is makif, this is primi, the whole point is then you're going back and using language that is not necessarily integrated. So, what I find a lot of people who learn the memorandum, they learn the idea, they get the idea, and then they use the words from the mimer. And what it does is, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm just saying it as an approach. What it does is, it's a little lazy in a way, not lazy. It becomes like it's convenient. You just use the reference point. There's nothing wrong with re- using the reference point, but you have to e- equally be able to just communicate it, what, 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 what exactly the word means, because then this becomes internalized. If not, what happens is, it stops becoming internalized. It becomes words or ideas. Now maybe the individuals learning it may understand it, but it's not, as he says here, the flow of reaching others, students, which add to you, is much deeper when you're able to just um, apply it. And use examples, simple examples in our lives. What means isaskus? You know, to give an example where you see it play itself out. So it would be very useful to look at these ideas, let's say, here about the teacher and the student, and, and take a scenario where you're teaching or you're being taught, and actually look at it and observe it, and see does it, and de- how it demonstrates what he's saying. And if it doesn't, ask the question why it's not. Or words of love, 
or whatever it may be that the examples that he's using, or when you're actually throwing something. So the example then comes alive, as opposed to um, being back, brought back into the concept. Because the whole point of the example is to make this exactly, this is exactly typical, this is exactly the idea of Eponimi. To internalize it requires applying it to your life situations. I just want to throw that in. So now we learn chapter 55, page Tzadik Tess. So after explaining Shafam, that something actually is is being transmitted, a samuhus. And it causes a change for, for addition, adding or subtracting in the mashpia. And he's involved in it, committed to it, con, 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 contained by it, and busy with it. All this is because it's a primi. Kashaf is meant to inter, be internal. Because it's meant, has a purpose. So if you were, for example, just sitting at a table, twiddling your thumbs, or reading on your own. So even though there's also, but there, there's no, no one else to consider. There's no relationship going on between you and another. So obviously the shefa, you would say, is a lower form of shefa. As soon as you're involved, now, now God, one second, and if you have a student sitting at the table and you're doing the same thing, you're, then you're not really applying yourself to your student. You're not doing the service. You're, you're expecting him to come to your level. You'll teach, you'll read, and if he understands, great. If not, not. So you're just a radiator, an emanator, a transmitter. But then there's a transmission where you apply yourself, there's a relationship, which is the whole purpose of Pnimi. And now, it goes to now, the, con- the contrast is Eir. Om nam Eir. By contrast, however, the inyan of Eir, as opposed to Shefa, who levat. That this is just a reflection. So that's the first difference. It's only a reflection. When the sun, when the light of the sun comes, we're getting a reflection. It has nothing of the sun itself, except the light of the sun. Like the light and reflection of the sun. It's not that the actual ball of the sun, meaning the body of the sun, is extending itself to, to illuminate. Only its reflection. So let's define what this means. You could say a physicist will say, what do you mean? Light is also made of particles. It's not just a reflection. But however, you, even if you say it's made of substance, and it has clearly um, properties, you know, light has properties. They can analyze sunlight. But, for, but one thing is for sure, it's not a piece of the sun. It's not like the sun has given and part of the part of itself, let's say like water is flowing, where the actual water from the source is moving to another place. Here, it works in a different way. The relationship between a luminary and its light is different than the relationship between shefa, a flow of something from one source to, 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 to a recipient. Or the flow of seichel, as he's going to explain. You could say, well, seichel is also just a form of light. No, but seichel, as one example he said before, is it remains with you afterwards. We'll see with light, it doesn't remain. So it's clearly very important to make a distinction. So we're also talking about a transmission of something. We're not just talking about the sun is in its place. It is transmitting light, but we're talking about two types of transmission that have different personalities.
So first let's discuss it, and then we'll analyze the differences. So in the parentheses he adds, this reflection of light from the sun is not a mohuz davar. Meaning, you cannot really, you know, you have to really explain what this means, mohuz davar. And the proof for this is, because when the etzem, meaning the sun, in this case, is removed, like by sunset, there's no longer any light. Because it's only a reflection and there's no muhuz dover, nothing remained. So, to say that it's not a muhuz dover at all, as I said, you could say it's very ethereal light, but it has particles in it. As I said, light can be measured. It has a, a distinct um, a distinct identity. So he means muhuz dover in this context, he doesn't mean there's nothing there. It means whatever is there is, comp- is only a reflection of its source. Meaning, so bound to its source that as soon as the source is gone, it's gone. When seichel is transmitted, yes, seichel itself, the idea, the concept, the idea, you also can't measure it, not quantifiable, but something remains with you. So you have to say that's a mohuz davar, because it wouldn't remain if it wasn't. If it was just the glow of the face of the teacher, then it's like sunlight. Then it goes with the teacher. If it's just the color of an object, it goes with the object. But a muhuz dover means that something is applied. When you throw a stone, so yes, it's not the same like the water flowing, but there's a flow. Right now, that, that stone is flying even without you there. It won't last. It will ultimately die out. But it's not like you have to remain there, like attached to it, like with a string, to keep it going. So the kayak has the ability, the faculty, the power of throwing has the ability to move outside of yourself. Obviously, it's not quite like Seichel because there's nothing going to remain in the stone afterwards. But it's a little more than just sunlight. So that comes now, second distinction. Since there's nothing really being transmitted of substance that remains, as he put it, so then this energy flow, this energy that's transmitted doesn't cause any Shinui. Any change by etzem in its in the essence, he means here in the source. Because the sun is not negayah, it doesn't matter if the if the light radiates or doesn't light radiate. Because when light radiates, it doesn't add anything to the sun. The sun doesn't become stronger by shining and doesn't become weaker by not shining. When you talk about a teacher, we said earlier, clearly his transmission has an impact on him. So that's, so there we see, so this being that there's no substance, that's why it doesn't have any impact. If there was substance, if the sun had to convey something of substance, that means it's involved and committed, it has to have some impact on the source. So that's the second distinction of where. Number one, not Muhuz Number two, that it does not have impact on the source that is transmitting that energy. Like for example, if you place a curtain, a an impediment, a mosach is a mosach usually is a curtain, a parav says a mosach is like a curtain. You place a, um, a, a what do I want to say, not a, a shield, um, not a filter. 
What's another word for curtain? The word like a screen. Yeah, you place a screen. Negadeda shemesh, meaning to to block out the, the sun, the light, the light of the sun. Negadeda shemesh. Oi, kishiyesh anonim. Oh, when there are clouds. Sheena er meir beelam and the energy, the light, does not radiate in the world or in a home. So anonim, obviously a cloudy day, so there's less sunlight coming. The darker day, the overcast day, or in the house, or in a bayit, in a house. It does not cause any change or weakness or lessening, diminishing, lessening within the sun. So first thing he said is, it's, it's just elaborating on the same point, but giving a, giving a stronger example. First is, that from the sun's point of view, nothing changes by radiating. And then he goes further. And even if you place something that blocks, it, the sun is completely oblivious, completely aloof, detached. It just not, it doesn't relate to it. So it's not shining, it's not shining. The only difference is for us, it's an overcast day. From the sun's point of view, no difference. Now this doesn't just mean because the sun is shining up there. You could say, okay, we go above the clouds, the sun is shining. So the, the, the block is only, it's only not letting us see it. Because even if you put the clouds right beneath the sun, not that there's such a concept, even if you block the sun right at its source, it also would make no difference. The gamle ba it doesn't cause any change, any diminishing, any lessening in the sun, and not, and not, and also not in the gili that comes from it, not the revelation that comes from it. It's an additional point. Not only is the source not affected, but also its form of revelation doesn't change. It's not like when there's clouds, the sun stops shining or weakens its shine. It doesn't adjust accordingly. It's basically irrelevant. Because in Ashpa, by Shefa, it's not like that. When the flow of, of Shefa is working, it's a whole different process. When the recipient is not a container, is not receiving, like let's make believe the recipient is like the clouds. Or there's something blocking the recipient, and he's not receiving... The transmitter cannot transmit them. So if someone's teaching, a good teacher, I'm not talking about an oblivious teacher, a teacher who's involved and immersed and applied, and he sees a student is being blocked, whatever is blocking, it affects the immediately. Because there's an involvement going on. With the sun, that doesn't happen. When it comes to air, as opposed to shefa, it's not that way. Because even when the energy is not flowing, when it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, um, transmitting, there's no change in the sun. And the energy continues to transmit, the light continues to dread, the light and reflection continues to dread, exactly as when it was radiating in the world when there was nothing. In other words, 
Just as if there was no, no clouds. So the sun transmits light, no difference if there's clouds, no clouds. V'gam in Hashemesh, now comes the third thing. V'gam in Hashemesh, mutrid lohayir. And the sun is also not making an effort. It's not mutrid. It's not involved. It's not immersed. It's not mutrid. Tirda, huh? Busy, preoccupied. All that comes with that. Mutrid lohayir, er. She'er memele boy. Boy. Because the light is an automatic. It comes automatically. Boy. I thought I was going to say boy. Okay. He's saying that the, and light comes automatically. Is, is automatically in it. Now it doesn't require an effort to turn something on. And now I'm going to transmit. Now I'm going to apply myself. Like for example, er haner, the light of a flame. When you place it inside of a home, automatically, without any effort, the, the house gets lit, lit up. There doesn't have to be an isaskus, an effort, that the light, the flame, should radiate the home. Like when you warm a, uh, a piece of material, matchis, a clay uh, matchis, uh, a piece of metal in 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 fire. The object, the metal, gets automatically warmed and heated. from the heat of the fire. Without any effort on the fire's part. In other words, fire is hot. You place something in its path, it automatically will, will warm and heat it. doesn't require any involvement, any commitment, any effort. Because heat comes from fire automatically. And therefore, also the object, the metal, that is brought close in the proximity of the fire, automatically gets heated up. So in other words, when they would place like this, they would place an object into the fire, then they would fan the flame. That was not in order for the flame to become more powerful. It's only because that, because because that that allowed that's not lakadav. It's only to make to bring the fire that it should cover the, the object. So let's say you're holding the object with uh, with the tongs, you know, and you want it as they would do it with metal, and you place it in a fire, and then you fan the fire because you want the fire to reach out and lick the the flame should lick the the metal. This way, you know. I mean, you could throw it in there, but then you wouldn't be able to get it out later. So they would do it, let's say you put it in with some type of object. That's how it would work. 
So the fanning is not to make, is not because the effort, there's an effort of the fire to warm, it's just to get them close to each other. It's either to bring the fire close to the metal, or to fan the flame, to make the flame grow. So let's say the flame is, let's say the metal is near the flame, and you're fanning it, so you're only bringing, you want to fan the flame, you want the flame to become larger. To bring it up, from the concealed to the hidden. But the heat itself of the flame and the heating of the metal all comes automatically. So these are incidental things you do to either bring it closer or to fan the flame. But the actual heating of the flame, there's no special effort that's going to make. You can't do anything to make a flame hotter. You can make a flame, you can fan it. So you so you're like, you're not, okay, you can have a flame that covers a, an inch. You can have a flame that covers a foot. <clears throat> And by comparison, it's very clear. By a teacher, it's not that way, as he's going to compare soon. No relationship. It's, it's, it's just an incidental thing going on, meaning there's no relationship. It's completely detached of the experience. Obviously, there are properties in a flame. You don't light a flame, there's no flame. You have to make a flame larger, etc., etc. When you light a flame, let's say by a stove, and then you hire, hire it, that just heats it more, obviously. But there's no, there's no, there's no more effort if there's a larger flame in, in warming something than less. It may ha- work faster, but there's no effort on the on the flame's part. The flame has no relationship with the object, as he said before. There's no, there's no substance being transmitted. Therefore, as he said, it doesn't affect the flame itself. The flame does not become stronger or weaker as a result of its transmission, and it's not involved and applied itself to it. Those are the three main distinctions. Would you compare it to the relationship between a teacher and a student? How about between throwing and yeah. The bottom line is it's, it's, it's all... It's, uh... okay. No, if you put fuel in it, the fire gets bigger, it obviously. Depends, but it also depends on the type of fuel, the intensity of the fire. So, how's that? But that doesn't contradict what he says here. If you place a cold object in a fire, it's going to take longer for it to heat, Yes. But the fire doesn't get cooler because of it or, or, or change because of it. The fire is the fire. It made, so you may need stronger fire. But the, the bottom line is it's all an automatic process, basically. Yeah, obviously, you pour water on fire or something's very cold, the fire can be extinguished as a result. But even that doesn't matter to the fire. It makes, it makes no difference. The fire doesn't have a... Uh, I mean, it's a like he said, if the sun doesn't shine, it's also fine. But here, bottom line is the heat that comes from fire is automatic process. There's no effort involved. Fire doesn't have, fire doesn't have to adapt for wood, metal, plastic, etc. It doesn't have to adapt for different situations. It's equal across the board. That's for sure. That's a, I mean, that's, a, that's a given, but he's not even saying that yet. He didn't even get to that yet. Okay. That, that, no, that, no, he didn't say that point. Meanwhile, he's been speaking about that it doesn't affect the fire. Um, well, right now he's speaking about mamela, that it's coming mail. There's no effort involved. That's the main thing. No effort involved. Anything we just spoke about are efforts that are in order to fan the flame, but not an effort to make the flame give off heat. In other words, it's not something you have to communicate to the flame that it should give off heat. It doesn't need any effort in that. Anyway. 
And the same thing is air. This is an example for air. Because it's only a reflection. It, and meaning that it's not a substance, as he said, that is being transmitted. It does not cause any change or excitement or emotion in the in the moir, in the luminary, in the source. Because the source is not is not contained, is not manifest, does not have to dress up and be involved and busy and confined in this process. And you also don't need the preparation of the recipient because it's not coming in internally. Like a student needs to prepare to receive the flow, the shafa. Here, the recipient doesn't need any preparation. The sun arises in the morning. Earth doesn't have to do anything to receive the sun. It automatically just shines because just like from the perspective of the transmitter, there's no effort. There's also no effort from the perspective of the recipient. Now that we've established the distinction, now, however, there's an advantage, there's a virtual quality, an additional quality in air compared to shafa. As we said, an energy light compared to a flow of a substance. Ah. So now it goes the other way around. Air has something that shafa doesn't have. What is it? It's similar, me'ain, meaning me'ain ha'moyer, similar to me'ain from the same nature, personality as the moyer, as the source. So kuma'er v'ziv ha'shemesh, haru me'ain ha'shemesh. Like the light and reflection of the sun is similar to the sun. Shahu bihidi. The sun is a, a luminary, a, light, a, a ball of light, a body of light. And that's why the sun, the light radiates. In other words, what we have here, the advantage is, is that the sun is just an extension of its source. Meaning, if the sun was not light, the light wouldn't be light. Since the sun is a illuminating force, the light that comes from it is illuminating. That's why there are differences in light, difference in light of the sunlight, moonlight, and flame light, the light of a flame. The because they're atzmim, because their bodies are different, Meaning the body of light, the source of light, that's why also their reflections, that which they give off, are not similar to one another. Because light, all it is, is like the etzem. He's going back now to the other quality, if you remember, the transcendent light, it is about reflecting its source. It's gilim in and even though a flow is also according commensurate and accordingly flowing according to its source, like in the transmission of intelligence, someone who's a great wise person is going to reveal very lofty and very very powerful, very lofty and elevated ideas. So there you also see it's similar. In other words, an intelligent person gives off intelligence. That's his flow. So nevertheless, that's only that the flow is according to the source. Which means that the source, he demonstrates his power through his transmission. That according to the fact that his 
the essential power of his wisdom, he demonstrates he demonstrates and expresses his, his power in his transmission. Now in a parenthesis. Because in truth, this is according to the concealed, his, his power, his intelligence that is concealed. According to that, he reveals, he demonstrates his power. Both when he when he uh, meditates on his own, when he when he when he's uh, contemplating on his own, and 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 same when he transmits to another. Because the revelation of wisdom from the essential power of wisdom, that is concealed, that's not Gilead You can't literally call that revealing the hidden, the concealed. Which would be similar to the essence. He's adding and explaining in the distinction. He said that energy, all it is, is a similar, similar to its source. The source is a sun, sunlight. It's moon, moonlight. A flame, flame, light from the flame. Whereas by Shafa, it's not that way. He says, but, but isn't Shafa also, is also similar? That which flows from the transmitter is similar to the transmitter. If it's Seichel, it's Seichel. So the first thing he said before the parentheses is that is yes, it's being expressed there, but it's not. Meaning, it's, he demonstrates it there, but as he's going to explain, it's not just a natural flow from there. In the parentheses, he's adding even more than that. The fact that a person radiates with wisdom is coming from a deeper hidden place. And it's not just like sunlight and the light, the light of the sun that just comes out of the sun. It's just Gileahelim. It's revealing that which the sun has. The sun has light. Light reveals it. Not substance, but it reveals it. Shari etzim hurak hiyuli. Because the essence of the seichel is only a hiyuli. Hiyuli is this type of like, we call it a quantum-like state. It's a state of potential. It's like a um, an amorphous it's, it's the word I wanted to use, a nebulous, like a nebula. A Muslim metzias seichel, and it negates, it's Muslim, it doesn't yet have the existence of actual seichel. For his gal is who seichel. And his gal is that which comes out revealed, that's intelligence. He's not using the word kayecha masculine, interestingly, the power to conceive ideas, or chachmas He's calling chachman alamas, but it's awfully similar to the way it's described elsewhere as being unconscious wisdom. So if that's the case, it's only that the essence is demonstrating its power through transmission. But it's not just a reflection of. Yeah, I'm just saying it's similar in this idea. Now outside the parentheses. Means when he's a great, very wise person, fundamentally he reveals very lofty and, uh, and, and very powerful ideas. And every Indian that he reveals in intelligence is with depth and with internalization, with with, an, with a depth and an inner, an inner, uh, an inner wisdom. And he brings everything out in a revealed way that it should be received by the recipient. All this is that the transmission, the flow, is according to the etzem, similar and according to the etzem, but not kamoya etzem. It's not like the essence.
I, I want to explain this several ways, but I want to see how he flowers it. Because you could explain it very simple. The sun, the light of the sun, besides being a natural flow, all it is is just a reflection of the sun. Intelligence is not just a reflection of a human being. We have many more faculties than intelligence. He didn't mention that yet, at least. But he's saying even the transmission of seichel is not just a type of flow. It's coming from there. And the teacher is demonstrating his power through that. But it's not that type of just a revealing and exactly as it is in the source, that's how it is in the recipient. It needs more explanation, but let me just see where he's going with this. But is The Haraya, and the proof of this is... And so far, this is what he said so far. So, so far, this what he said is that he's only demonstrating his power. It's just not, it's, 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 it's like he says, it's like It's according to the form of the source, but not kamaya etzim. It's not like, in other words, it's sunlight, you see sunlight, light, reflect sun. Here, it's not that way. Okay. Varaya, well, he doesn't say that word. I don't want to say that, because Seichel, you can't say it's hella. No, it's rooted. The, the reason an intelligent person demonstrate seichel is because it's rooted in a deeper place that is that is very concealed and it's more than just revealing the concealed. That's what he said. But now it is being revealed. And it's bringing my proof. And the proof is from which means when scholars speak even mundane matters they need you need to learn from them. The Gemara says that even even regular conversation of, of scholars need study. They can learn from them. Because they have within them wisdom. Mundane or regular talk. Chulin means like weekday, meaning mundane. You know, mean, uh, well, of a regular person, does not require study. In other words, the plain gossip or the plain, uh, say gossip, the plain chatter of a plain person does not need limit. Because they have no seichel in them. There's not necessarily any intelligence in them. A scholar, even when he speaks about mundane matters, it has wisdom in it. Nevertheless, it's still called seichel schulen. It's called called mundane talk. And they're not like it is in the essence. They're only according to the essence. In other words, He's proving, for example, a, a scholar, when he speaks wisdom, he's learning Torah, let's say, so you have something, you have, you, you have more of, well, he didn't say that example, but I'm saying, so Sikhul remains mundane matters, no, but it's only because it's coming from a wise person, also that reflects his wisdom. So it's accordingly, to, according to the etzim, but not me'ena etzim. Because then you would have to say mundane matters are his essence. So he's giving a good example. So in other words, if you were teaching Torah, you could say, okay, Torah reflects his essence of his wisdom in his soul. But, 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 but mundane matters, you can say, definitely don't reflect. And yet, you see a clear distinction. That it's being informed by. That's Lefi Eifinef. It's being informed by his etzim. Being a Tamil Chachim, so also his mundane talk is also informed by his intelligence. Whereas a regular talk by a regular person does not have that element.
Okay. The lefishu chachem gadol yesh kafnu gam besichus kulin shleim because he's a chachem gadol, a great scholar. So there's also wisdom, a great wise person. There's also wisdom in his mundane talk. And according to that wisdom, that also spills over to the wisdom within his mundane talk. And the same is when he transmits Seichel, in other words, not just Chulin, not just mundane talk, but also when he's transmitting ideas. So it's only, it's informed by the etzem, meaning it's according to the etzem. So a seichel person speaks seichel, a mathematician speaks math, a physicist physics. But leikam etzem, it's not like the essence, like light is. Now he's elaborating even more. Because the transmission to another is not as he knows it within himself. Because also in, in a lofty or elevated ideas, in other words, not just in Sikhus Chulin, because also lofty ideas, the way he knows them within himself is a completely different way as when he transmits it to another. One second, no, no. I'm sorry, I didn't read it. Not So even the ideas, he knows them completely. And for the point, in order to transmit, he has to change even the outer dimension of the seichel. So he's adding now. So till now he said that it's just demonstrating and reflecting, being informed by intelligence informs also his transmission. And we see this with Sikhus Chol. Now he's saying, now he's explaining why it's different. Because there's a big difference between the way ideas within the transmitter and the way it is in the recipient. He has to actually change it. Whereas in the sun, as he's going to say, the sunlight, there's no change. Light, one second, light is only reflection. It's not muhus shemesh. It's not the essence of the sun. But all it is, is, is an extension and flow of the sun. Is it even the hour or even the chutzonius? But it's only the chutzonius that's changed when it's true. No, in other words, no, no. When he's saying, when he has to transmit a very lofty idea, he has to change not only the depth that he knows, but even the way the, the chutzonius has seichel, how it's expressed to the student. Why would you have to change the no, he has to, because the depth is too deep for the student. Yeah, but you, but you're giving the chatsonius. So he's saying, bo- both have to, saying, he doesn't say, both the commission is both the common pedic nundalit. The commission is both the pedic nundalit, as we discussed in the previous chapter, 54. Yeah. Primis for sure. The question is with chatsonius. Because it's a, a deep concept. She's saying, 
Even the outer dimension of it also has to be. You could say only he conceals the depth and just gives the outer. So, but he says he has to change even the outer dimension of it for the students. <laughs> for sure the inner. That's not even a question. Like in the previous chapter he said that when the teacher has to transmit, besides the idea itself that he has to work on conveying, he also has to convey it properly to the student. That's Kutsenei Saseichel. So two things are happening. So one is, he has to work on t- concealing and properly conveying the depth of the idea, meaning it can't be the same way it's inside of him. And the second thing, even the Kutsenei's part, which is how he conveys to the teacher, has to be adjusted according to the student. What, I know it's so simple. It's so obvious. Why you have to change the, the, the because it's too deep for a student. That's obvious. That's not what it's trans, but it's, it's, it's a no, 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 no. He wants to transmit a deep idea. He has to take. How is he going to take that a deep idea and turn it into words that, and examples that the student will understand? That's one thing. Then there's a change. The part of how to tailor that the student should be able to receive it is the second part. The idea of how to not just how to take an idea. And to dilute it, or to, uh, I guess, to uh, channel it, it's that that's taking the depth and turning it into something that's now miskabel received. And then there's the the it's a how to fit it to each student. That's a chetzenius. Anyway, the previous chapter talked about it. Meaning that so it's not like the essence. So it's not like the essence. The essence of the wise chacham gadol. Is a different place. Here he's making. There's a change that's happening as it comes into the student, but it's but it's informed by the etza. It's not something else. So it's consistent with what is coming from the source, from the flow of the transmitter. But it's not the actual thing. It goes through some changes. Light, on the other hand, is like exactly like the essence. Meaning, exactly not as a muhus. It's not exactly like the essence, like it is the sun, but its personality, its identity, is is, is just a reflection and in that. Now he's asking a, a question. Even though we learned in Tanya, Shayichet Vamuna, Peiruk Beis. Chapter 3. That the light, the way it's encompassed inside the body of the, of the sun, the Guf Kadr Hashem is an actual body of the sun, who be yesterday's, who be yesterday's. It's, yesterday's meaning much more intense and more powerful. Which means it's on a higher level. So we just said, you know. So there, it's exactly like the ashpa of the of the stu, of the teacher and the student. Yes, in the teacher, the intelligence is in a higher level, and then it comes out to the when it's transmitted. So here, all the energy is also the same way, seemingly light. The light of the sun is stronger within the sun than when it's outside of the sun. So he's going to explain that now. No. That's not saying that the sun, the light, is actually more powerful there. It's saying that once this light comes out of the sun and is revealed, through that revelation it gets weakened. It's more diminished. In other words, if you enter the sun, 
the energy, the light is so powerful, so intense. Shekenu gamba era atzmi. Because the same is also er atzmi, not just sunlight. Essential light. As it's encompassed in its source, it's, an, it's, it's, it's obviously much more intense, much higher. Because there it's not at all a light. There it's all part of the source. And once revealed, it becomes lesser, diminished, because now it's at least a Mitzvah air. Like it says elsewhere, being an angel like it says elsewhere in the concept of angel lascha, there's nothing like you, and there's no one without you. He's brought the common Pedic Reshayentes. As we'll explain later, chapter 279. Let me explain what he said here. Because when you read the first line, you think one thing then means another. What he's saying here is when you say light is more intense in the source, it's not like when it's out of a teacher, intelligence is more on a higher level, and then he diminishes it and affects it and changes it as he expresses it to a student, which is obvious. That's not the case. Here, simply saying that when you're in the source, the light no longer has substance. So it's completely just part of the source. When it's talked by a teacher, the way the intelligence is in the source is a different entity than what's outside of the source. So it's not, you don't say it has no substance, it's all part of the source. You say it's on a higher state of affairs because the way the, 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 the Chacham understands it, he's understands it in a more loftier way. Here, energy doesn't exist inside the source. It would be similar like saying that the intelligence of the person inside his soul, his essence of his soul, yes, there it's more intense, but then there's no Seichel there. That's not Seichel. Then it's like saying, yeah, of course, intelligence of a person is not reflecting necessarily the essence of your soul. The essence of your soul has a lot more yechida or whatever. But then you're saying it's more intense there simply not because it's seichel, because it doesn't exist. And therefore, the intensity of the source is dominating. Now, it's not a good example because Ur doesn't have anything but its source. So Ur in its source, all it is is its source and doesn't yet have any substance, any when it, when it merges, even though we said it's not a substance, but there is light. So the light is now diminished. That's what's, what he's saying here. So it's not like that there is a higher level of light, a lower level of light. There's light as it's in a source where there's no light. And then when it's outside of its source, obviously it's, it's, it's on a lower level. Bottom line, light inside the sun, if you think about it, you won't even call it light. What is it doing? It's not illuminating anyone. Is that, is, is that the body of the sun, which is a body of light, is, is, is so intensely a source of light that light ceases to have a role there. So it's just part of that higher intensity. What do you call it energy? You can call it energy. It's the same thing. Yeah, the same thing. And the same thing was Eir Atzmi, which he's referring to obviously in godliness. When it's in the cold, it's on a higher level. It's not a Metziah's earth. That's when it becomes diminished. That's one. What's one thing? And specifically, and especially according to what is known, that the light of the sun comes through a shield. The sun has a shell around it. So this definitely makes it easier to understand. So when you say, yeah, obviously sunlight. Let's put it this way. 
Sunlight's coming through a uh, through a um, screen, so it's going to be less than what is before the screen. But that doesn't change the t- the subject matter. That means just that the sun is being diminished because there's a screen, so it's lesser, it's weaker light. Obviously, the sun on Earth is much weaker than when you get closer to the sun. It'll burn you up. But that doesn't change the fact that the sunlight is still just reflecting the source. It's just a question of uh, diminished or, or less diminished. Whereas with Seichel, besides that it has substance Seichel, it's a, it, it actually is going through a gradation, not just a screening. There's a fundamental change the way it's inside the teacher and the way it's inside, received by the recipient. Now you needed to say both because the first point made it that there's no real light or energy inside the sun. That's why it's so intense. The second point is that the, that the diminishing doesn't change the fact that it's still just light. <laughs> no, if he just had said Nartik, he just would say there's a shell or there's a shield or a uh, what do we call a screen. He, it would not be enough because uh, you want to say that essentially light in its source is not just that it goes through a diminished state, but in its source it's a completely different. It's it's, it's not air. Just wanted to add that. Okay. And nevertheless, even when it shines through the Nartic, through the, what do I call it, what did I call it? A, a shell. Nartic. Shield, Nartic, shield, yeah. Shield, yeah. It's still like the Etzem. Because the source is, is, a, is a body of light, is light, and this light is, is radiating. You have to say that the intention here is like it's explained elsewhere. That the era save of even the, the transcendent light, even though it also transmits through the tzimtzum, which means through the, like the nartik, the concealment. The tzimtzum does not affect it, and it's like the essence. The only thing is that it's now become at least a form of makif. Meaning it's still it's above and not internalized in the world, as we will explain. He's just explaining the mushal and the nimshal that you have to say that this element, because this is obviously from somewhere, um, is that is that the, the example is on sevev. Sevev also comes from the tzimtzum. Remember, sevev is like erashemish, meaning that it's it's not an air that is manifesting and evolving itself and committed to being internalized. So even though it goes through a tzimtzum, so there's a Nevertheless, it still remains a reflection of the source. The only, the only thing is, now it's become so-called makif of the elements, but it's still a makif. It's not a primi. It still surrounds the world, so it still retains its essential property of light and not shefa. Because the ultimately goal here is to explain that oyer is seviv and shefa is mamala. Oyer is primi. The internal, the imminent energy. I'm sorry, Eir is the transcendent energy, and Shefa is going to be the imminent energy. The way it is in the light and the reflection of the sun, is the same thing, is in the light and the energy of the soul. It's giving another example now. The light and energy of the soul, when it gives life and sustains and vitality, gives vitality to the body. That's only a reflection. Because the essence of the soul, like the essence of the sun, doesn't come down to earth through the light. It's only, it transmits. 
So the etzma nefesh remains where it is, but it transmits by giving life and sustenance only but through a only a reflection. That's why it doesn't change, doesn't cause any change in the soul, whether it gives life or it doesn't give life, whether it radiates or it doesn't radiate. And the second thing, that's the first thing, it doesn't cause any change. The second thing, when it gives life to the body, it doesn't require any effort. The soul enters a body, automatically it gives life. It's a life giver. It's like the fire, he said before. You put something in its path, you put a soul inside of a body, it gives life. It doesn't have to work on fueling itself and figuring out how to give life, how to fit it, and so on. And the fact that and that which needs a tzimtzum, in other words, the soul in its own intensity needs to go through a concealment in order to be manifest in a body. That's only for it to have a relationship. Sheiches alaguf should have a relationship with the body, like we said before with the sunlight. It goes through a, a, a thing, so we should be able to contain it, but it's still sunlight. Because also, the reflection of the soul also doesn't have on its own a relationship with the body. He's now adding in parentheses that life of the soul is generally erpnimi, not ermakiv. Yet he's still using this as an example for ermakiv, because because in this aspect. He wants to bring the aspect that it doesn't have effect on it and it doesn't take effort. In that aspect, it, it, it functions like ermakif. But it's fundamentally an erpnimi. But they'll discuss this. Because even the reflection of the soul's power is on its own, not as a relationship. That's why there needs to be a tzimtzum that it should have a relationship with the body. He's giving out examples. This is exactly like the fan that fans the flames to warm the metal. That's only to bring the flame closer to the metal. So with the tzimtzum that the soul goes through is like the fanning of the flame. I know there it's making it more intense. But he means to say it's not fundamentally changing the relationship, meaning that the flame still gives off naturally heat. It just means that the same thing is the tzimtzum and the nevers in order for there to be a relationship with the body. The example there, remember he said two reasons that you flame it, you fan it. One is that it should bring it closer to the metal. The other is that you make the flame, the flame bigger. Here he's only bringing the, the first aspect. It's only to bring them closer. Not to, uh, to, to intensify the flame, obviously. Because here it's the tzimtzum. Okay, slabish. And when it manifests in the body, it, it, it gives life to it. It sustains it without hisaskus, without effort, without involvement, without work. And what about the fact that it has to be a preparation of the body to receive the energy of the soul? It's not like the preparation of a student to receive a teacher. This is a general preparation, a general uh, it's a general preparation that a, that, a, that a body has to be created such that it should be able to receive the tzuras nefesh adam, the specific spirit of the soul of a human being. In other words, a, a table cannot receive a neshama to give it gives its life. So the general preparation is the body has to be generally receptive to it. 
But that doesn't change. That's not because there's a change going on. That's not like the preparation of the containers and the organs of the body to to receive and contain faculties. Because that's a specific and detailed preparation. That's a specific preparation in order for the faculty to internalize mamish. Become totally integrated. That depends on the refinement of the container. A refined mind, the more you refine it, the more seichel. You exercise your muscles, you'll have more strength. Like in the matter of the brain, matter, when it's subtle and, and gentle, subtle and, 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 and refined matter, how do you keli? Yes, it's a it's a better container. The kabbal etzur is asechel shenz galabei. Yes, that's a better recipient to receive a better a um, a conductor essentially to receive the tzura of sechel, the, the 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 shape of intelligence that it should be revealed in it increasingly much more than a, a grub head, a coarse brain. And the more he refines this matter, it reveals even more intelligence. Like every person, after a meal, they're not such a container for for intelligence. Why? Because the idim, the... Huh? No, the vapors. Yeah. That arise from the food. It means basically when you digest food, it goes into the bloodstream. The bloodstream goes all over the body. So the vapors that go up from the food, that conceal and hide the intelligence. Afterwards, when he rests, meaning after he's digested and, 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 and relaxes, his mind becomes refined and becomes a, 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 a keli to receive. Now, obviously, most people who don't really use seichel altogether so much, so they're not going to really see the distinction before a meal or after a meal. But people who... <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is an actual preparation by This is an actual preparation of the container to receive and the, the light and the revelation. And also, also the other way around, as we discussed earlier, that the erasechel, the, the light of the intelligence, the energy of intelligence, has to prepare itself, assess, and allocate, and figure out how to transmit. Within and radiate within the container. Because just like there's a preparation of the container to receive this intelligence, the light of the intelligence, so too there has to be something prepared in the faculty of intelligence how to transmit into the container. As we discussed earlier, chapter 6. The only thing is, we don't feel this. We don't feel this preparation. Like you do when a teacher prepares to give a student. You don't feel that your intelligence is preparing how to enter a container. The recipient, like we see, the recipient has a, a sense. He senses his teacher. I'm sorry. There you sense it. When there's a teacher and a recipient, there's a transmitter and a recipient. There, there is, this transmitter has to be mashay, it has to assess, has to envision how, and strategize how to transmit. 
Also, the recipient has to have a preparation to receive the energy. Same thing is with the faculties. The only distinction is the faculties, you don't sense the process. But there's still something going on that requires them both to meet each other. By contrast, the general energy and light life of the soul, that, 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 that sustains a body, that, gives, that energizes a body, it makes no difference if it's a coarse body or it's a gentle or it's an edel, a subtle and refined body. Just like in one body, there's no difference in, what, in the different organs. They all get the same life force. Like the head, which is the most refined of all the organs, and the akev, and the heel of the leg, of the foot, which is the most coarse of all the of all the organs, meaning because it's so rough and able to take the blows and, and buffer, the blows of walking on the ground. So it says, They all get the same life. You can't say there's more life in the, in the brain, in the mind, than there is in the leg. You could say there's more intelligence. You could say there's more revealed life. But life force itself, life is equal from head to toe. That's in one body. The same thing from one body to the next. There's no difference. A soul, whether it's a coarse body or it's a refined body. And the preparation of the body, as he said, is only in general. That it should be a body that's fitting and tailored to receiving a soul of a human being, for example. Like the body of an animal is prepared to receive the tzuda, the shape and form of the soul of an animal, spirit of an animal. The same thing, the body of a human being is prepared to receive the, the shape of the soul of a human. But the form, how, how, not the what, how the energy transmits, that's not through the preparation of the body, and not through any efforts and work on the part of the soul to give life. All this is because the transmission from the spirit, from the soul, is in the form of light, energy, not in the form of shafa flow. And therefore it's not in the form of tvisa, meaning contained by, grasped by, and and manifest internally. Kitzur. Yeah. So basically, he so summed up two types, so he gave two basic examples for air. Air, Hashemesh, sun, and air, Achayis, Hanefesh. That's the main thing in this chapter. And distinguishing it, both elements from from Shafa, like the Hashpah of Seichel. So, Kitzur, Omnam, air who she'en by etzem. However, air does not have within it etzem, like Shafa does. Like Gili etzem. It's only the revelation of the source. Like the light of the sun. And that's where there's no change in the essence, in the source as a result of light, and, and not in the revelation of uh, the light from the source. And it's not busy and working for, to radiate. Like the heating of metal within from the fire, that's automatic. And it's not, it's not dependent on the preparation of the recipient. And the quality, the virtue of energy It's like the etzem. Only thing is, as it's revealed, it gets diminished. But it still retains nothing else but the light of the source. However, shafa, the flow is only informed by, 
similar. Well, they're both similar, but if even according to the style, according to the form, the form of the essence. So, and like it's with the light of the sun, the same thing is with the light and energy of the soul. Does not cause a change in the source. It's not busy with it. Within it, but and the concealment is only for it to be, have a relationship with the body. And the preparation of the body is only a general preparation. Not like by the flow that needs to have a specific and detailed preparation. And that's why it gives life to the entire body equally. So we did chapter fifty-five, pages ninety-nine through one hundred one. Hemshachayim base. Right.